0: Hey world, it's your host, Marcelle. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's discuss. Hey, thought thinkers, you guys wouldn't believe that I just decided 15 minutes before recording exactly where we were going today. Today is season five, episode 12, entitled, Thank You. Thank you because today is the final episode of season five and we have had quite the journey. After today's episode, I'm going to take a month off. I'm going to rebroadcast some episodes from previous seasons, and we're going to be coming back with some new things that we'll discuss further as we talk today. But today, I want to say thank you to all of those who have listened to one episode of Run On Thoughts. If you have listened to just one episode of one run on thoughts, I am extremely grateful and I simply just want to say thank you. I had no idea what I was doing, where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. All I knew is that my brain is in non-stop thought mode. It is always thinking, I am always observing, I am always taking apart ideas and thoughts, I am always looking at people, sometimes to the point where my brain feels full, and it's also why I enjoy spending so much time alone, because I need to unwind, I need to take off the burdens that happen during our lives, and I believe that So much of that is important for everyone, right? It's important for all of us to take off the day. But what happens when even when you close your eyes and you're thinking, right? And you're thinking and you're constructing. There are times when I close my eyes and I'm having a full discussion or I'm giving a full lecture as I fall off to sleep. Have any of you ever felt like that or experienced anything like that? But that's what it's like to be me and that's how I arrived at the title, Run On Thoughts, because that is a true assessment of who I am. And I want to say thank you to all of the listeners who accept me for who I am. Isn't that the greatest achievement of being a human being? Being able to be all of yourself even as you evolve and then to have the audacity to receive love from people? You know, when I first started this podcast, I was very afraid because I didn't think that I had enough ideas. And I also didn't think that people would be interesting in just some high-pitched voice woman talking about everything and nothing, right? I wasn't sure that I could speak for long periods of time. I wasn't sure if I wanted to have guests or speak to other people. I knew that I didn't want to do like um, media conversations, right? I didn't want to do anything revolving around what would be considered clickbait, I just wanted to talk to people and my main goal was to assist people in unpacking their lives. And this season, outside of the first season, is the first time that I felt that I was able to do that. Also in this season, I was able to get through their entire season. Because when you have a creative mind, sometimes I have lots of ideas and I even execute those ideas. But once those ideas arrive at the table, I tend to quit and then I move on to the next thing when it doesn't seem like I'm being satisfied or rewarded immediately, right? Like, I like immediate gratification just like most people. And with this podcast, I wasn't getting it. There are often things in my life that I draw immediate attention from, but this podcast was not one of them. And to make matters worse, this podcast is like my child because I enjoy sharing my life with you as a way to unpack my life and help you guys unpack your life. Because I'm not a doctor, I choose to share my life so that when I give you advice, you guys know that it's from a place of reality, my reality. And I know that we all walk through life differently, but I'm sharing my perspective and I'm hoping that You take some of it because I don't think that you have to take it all. I think that it's important to just take some of it and throw away what you don't need right now or put it in the drawer to when and if you ever need it. In this podcast, I am simply sharing life with you guys and sharing hopefully that we are more alike than unlike. We all have pains and traumas and things to unpack no matter how you grew up, good or bad, life throws many obstacles your way and you have to unpack them and you have to continually unpack them in order to arrive back at your truest self. Isn't that alchemy, right? Isn't that the premise of the book, The Alchemist? It takes you on a lifelong journey just to get back to the you that you were originally were after life made you believe that you should be something else. And none of that is true. So today, I simply want to say thank you for taking the journey with me, right? I started off on my website, runonthoughts.com, and then I went to SoundCloud to host the podcast and... Season one, I was only getting 65 views, right? And I was elated with those 65 views. And then I added the podcast to Spotify, to Google Podcasts, to Apple Podcasts, and even to iHeartRadio. And although I am not where those other podcasts are at all, I am grateful for the few hundred people that have listened to my podcast because. It feels like a community, right? It feels intimate. I'm not yet afraid of the judgment and the ridicule of the world judging me and how I communicate out into the world, right? Because I'm trying to share positive energy and sometimes on some dark subject matter, right? It is not easy to tell your truth, right? It is not easy to unpack your truth. So I share my story so that you guys at least recognize that I have done and am doing the work because the journey is never ending, right? The journey doesn't have an end. The journey is life. The journey is just living. When are you gonna start unpacking? I hate to tell you guys this, but when you die, so if you're looking to be somewhere or you're looking to arrive at joy, I am telling you that you have to get in the car, get on your bike, get on your roller skates, get on your scooter, get on your witch's broom and decide to be happy along the journey that is never ending. You have to get on these means of transportation and look at the trees look at your life see everything absorb be grateful be kind right be kind to yourself first and foremost be kind to yourself right i am telling you guys thank you because i want to put a smile on someone's face today So I thought about this entire season all day today. And I thought about the first episode, Adjustment. Adjustment was because I had just moved. And if you know me, you know that I do not like change. And I recognize why, right? Not liking change was a form of trauma because I had moved around so much as a child that stability and order mean everything to me. So I wasn't ready to move but I had to but I've also recognized that sometimes in staying ready you don't have to get ready and when you don't have to get ready it is easier to make adjustments right because I always recognize that anything could go wrong. So as things go wrong, because I have prepared to the best of my abilities and because I am open to the change and I am open to God, or whatever you guys call it, if you call it anything, God, Mother Earth, universal energy. Sometimes I say all three at the same time. If you recognize that there is a it out there, then you recognize that it has the power to align with the law of attraction and make things happen. So when I relax and allow the universe to work on my behalf, something greater happens for me even than I anticipated, right? Like I was looking for an apartment and I was trying to move into one of those high rise buildings and that didn't happen for me for a lot of reasons, right? Some of it was financial reasons. Some of it was the size of those apartments. So it was many things, but the place that I found is beautiful and it also has an energy. It has an energy that allows me to feel like I can create and be at peace as I explore and continue to explore life. So that was the real reason why I talked about adjustment and people getting ready and getting their lives ready. And even while ready, you still have to always be prepared for adjustments because if you're not prepared for adjustments, you will always be in a place of madness because you will always be waiting for things to happen the exact way that you plan for them to happen. But That is clearly how, not how life works. Do you guys understand what I'm trying to say? And then we went to loyalty versus integrity. I thought I would share this with you guys because I consider myself to be a loyal person. And I thought about these two terms because I often hear people talk about integrity. And I realized that as human beings, integrity is a very important thing. But when you love someone, right and you want to remain loyal to them are you willing to not have integrity for them right because integrity to me means simply doing the right thing no matter what but what if it were your child what if it were a loved one what would you willing what would you be willing to do right that wasn't right that wasn't morally right on behalf of Loyalty. And I chose that subject because I had a hard life growing up. And I'm not quite sure I always witnessed integrity or loyalty. But when you feel abandoned, you often want to err on the side of loyalty. And that means that if it were my son and he did something wrong outside of, you guys know how I feel about pedophiles and rape, right? If he did anything outside of my non-negotiables, I am clear that my heart would remain loyal to him and my integrity only extends for those that I am not loyal to. Does that make sense? It doesn't even always make sense to me, but that is really how I feel. So on this journey through these podcasts, I am usually trying to unpack my own life. Like especially in episode three, we talk about revisionist history, right? And the reason for revisionist history is because all over social media, all in my personal life, I see people, especially when someone dies, see the past differently differently than it was, right? I also see people see love differently from the past than it was. So that episode was about grandmas and grandpas and their relationships and how often on social media people are constantly talking about their grandparents' relationships and they wish we could go back to that type of love. And I'm like, okay, that's not what I saw and from the many conversations that I've had with people, I know that that's not what they saw, right? In this patriarchal society where women didn't often have a voice. If you don't have a voice, you're not equal. And if you're not equal, you don't have a voice. And if you don't have a voice, then you're not necessarily making the decisions that you want to you may be making decisions based on survival so when our grandparents and grandmas were putting up with things it may not been it may not have been from a place of love right so when you saw your grandma and grandpa they were already old and grandpa already had a family across town or cheated on grandma or it moved like the movie fences So this revisionist history that people often like to have that they attach to their cognitive dissonance disturbs me. And then we talked about unlove thy enemy. this is a big deal for me because I often realize that people love those who have trespassed against them. And I do not understand this because I am not the most forgiving person. And I am not one of those people who believes in blind forgiveness. And I'm sorry to tell you guys that I don't even believe that forgiveness is for me. I believe that forgiveness is a choice that I get to make if I so choose. And if I do not choose, then you do not get my forgiveness. But if I choose to forgive you and my heart has not really forgiven you, then that will add more pain and more trauma to my experience. My forgiveness is attached to change behavior. And if you do not change your behavior, I will not forgive you. Now in not seeking forgiveness, I can move on. I don't feel any kind of way, but that's because I have not attached my forgiveness or lack of forgiveness to vengeance. I don't seek vengeance on people, right? I do not forgive you. However, I don't really care what happens to you. I'm indifferent. The universe will take care of you, and that's on that. And I don't have to do anything because I know that I am a child of the universe. And as a child of the universe, it is what it is, and it's going to be what it's going to be. So I can release that, but I still have not forgiven you, if that makes any sense to you guys. And then mid-season, by season five, I was talking about Support Village. And that was just another thank you, just like today. But today is more of a thank you and a recap. In my support village, I simply thanked all of the people or as many as I could thank for being there for me, right? I thanked them for being the substitutes in my life. I thanked them for being my mothers and fathers and sisters and cousins and everything that I needed along this journey, right? At every turn of my life, there has been someone who stepped in to carry me to the next level of life. And for that, I am always grateful. Most of who I am stays in a place of gratitude. And even when I am feeling overwhelmed, what brings me back joy is for me to stop and name five things that I am grateful for. And if that doesn't work, I will do five things that bring me gratitude and bring me immediate joy. And that usually, usually works for me. And then I talked about in episode six, also mid-season, Superwoman Must Die. And this was dedicated to all of the black women that I know. And the reason why it was dedicated to black women and not all women, because some white people don't recognize that they are the default race. And as a default race, you don't have the added pressure of being told and being raised to believe that you are less than specifically because of your race. So black people and black women specifically have had to constantly redefine themselves in order to feel worthy in a society that has told you, you are unworthy. And in that sometimes we create these tropes, right? We create these tropes that hinder us. And so that's what Superwoman Must Die was, right? When you were told that you are all these negative things, then you took on this trope of Superwoman. But when you became Superwoman, the world expected you to be able to do everything and have no feelings while doing it. And because of that, now the world doesn't see us as vulnerable. And because of that, When we are in need, there is no soft place to fall. And that was really important to me. Because I have been a superwoman in my life. And I no longer place value on this word, right? Because am I strong? Yes. But as a woman, I get to be a myriad of different things. And I get to fall into as many boxes as I so choose. I get to be strong and feminine. I get to be yin and yang. I get to be soft and hard. I get to be smart. I get to be ignorant. I get to be, right? That's the operative word that I simply get to be. And to be is the greatest gift that one can be, right? It's like being all of yourself. I simply just want to be. And then we talked about Mr. Nice Guy, not. Because there are so many men who say that they are Mr. Nice guy. And the truth is, like, oh snap, just last week, I think we talked about this idea of kind and nice, right? And nice is not a good word. So when people saying that they are nice, they are simply foolish and agreeable. Nobody wants someone who's simply agreeable. Women, in particular, want someone to be kind, stand in your own space Be a leader, but be kind. I don't necessarily need you to always be nice. And the nice guy that they are talking about, they're usually talking about someone who becomes a doormat. Nobody wants a doormat because for the most part, you usually do not have respect for that man. And then we talked about our children are watching. And I spoke about this because I see the deterioration of parenthood. Nobody wants to parent. Some of you, all I see you do is complain about parenting. You don't check homework. I see your children out in the streets with no book bags. If they've handed in no homework, that means that you didn't check any homework or look at it. You don't gotta know what it is to look at it and see that something's on the page. I see that you guys want to socialize and be out and about and be partying and nobody wants to cook or or clean or do all these things because you associate it with being less than people, associate servitude or serving your family or taking care of your family with not wanting to be less than someone, when the truth is some of these roles are simply for the care of our families. It's not a role. There are things that need to be done. And because our children are watching and they're seeing us fight, right, most of your children are bullies simply because they watch you be bullies. They watch you talk about people. They watch you be on TV talking about what you got. They, they watch you be classless. They watch you be elitist. They watch you they set up the situations where class is more important than class. And what I mean by that is that people don't realize that classism is real. When people say shit like, oh, I got this bag and you think that you better. I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to recognize how is stuff attached to better. The only thing stuff means is that you can either afford or you spend every dime you have. And hence why we are a country who has the largest debt in the entire world. So some of you ain't got shit. Some of you may look like you got stuff, but I know for a fact that you don't got shit. I have had people borrow money from me who some of you would think got money. And I still take the bus. And I won't tell you what's popping off over here. You understand what I'm talking about? And after that, feel what you feel. That was episode nine. And that was a big deal episode for me because I got a lot of feedback on this episode. And I got a lot of viewers and thought thinkers who reached out to me telling me that this in particular was their favorite episode. And I didn't expect that, right? Because... Sometimes I take for granted that I have the strength to feel what I feel. And that's really what this unpacking is. Unpacking is giving yourself the ability to feel what you feel. All of your feelings. Anger. Sadness. Misery. Uncertainty. Whatever it is, I want you to feel it, right? You have to be able to live through the feeling. You can't pack it up right? You can't brush it underneath the rug. The rug just gets bulky and heavy. If you keep it inside, that's the luggage that you're carrying. That is exactly what has to be unpacked. And then you grow up and you become humans, grown humans who don't have the ability to deal with your emotions. And life is a box full of different emotions. And if you can't move through them, This is where that anxiety and detachment and mental disorders, not all of them, come from. It's your inability to be equipped to deal with all the things that life throws at us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like feeling what you feel is important. And many of us have grown up in societies that tell us not to feel or tell us to put other people's peace A priority over our own. And I am telling you to stop doing that. Stop. So I asked you guys to go listen to season five, episode nine again. I think that's the first rerun that I'm going to share next week with you guys. Right? I'm going to share that episode. And then to whom much is given. This was about all of us, myself included. Right? We all want things whether it be a relationship, a job. And we all prepare, or they, all, they tell us to prepare for the job. But what most people don't tell you is, have you prepared for what happens after you get the job? Have you prepared for the responsibility, right? Like I told you guys that I'm not always sure that I want to be in a relationship because I'm selfish now. I want a certain type of man. But I can honestly tell you guys that at this stage of my life, I do not want to do the work required for said man. And that's just honest. So most of what To Whom Much Was Giving was about was about unpacking what you feel and accepting that life has consequences and responsibilities. And there are expectations for some of the things that you asked for. And have you done the work of that? And then last week. Sacrificial lamb. Sacrificial lamb for me was basically the people to whom much is given, right? You ask for something, you get the something, and then you feel burdened by what you've asked for, right? Part of it was about that. But the sacrificial lamb are those people, those people who lay down on the floor, like the mist and ice guys of the world and allow the world to walk all over them. Many because they have felt abandoned, abused, disrespected, and they never want others to feel the way they feel. So they give themselves so freely. But then they feel empty and burdened and unable to give anymore. And most of that is because you don't have anything to give, right? Because you've received nothing. Because you're so busy satisfying the needs of others, when do you satisfy your own needs? And here we are, season five, episode 12, the finale. Once again, I simply want to say thank you to all of my listeners. Thank you for unpacking this season with me. Thank you for always being there for me. So season six will start October thirtieth, so I think that means I'm going to be taking off four or five weeks just to regroup, do some things. I want to get some merch because some of you guys have asked about merch, so we're going to have Run on Thought Thought Thinker shirts, so that's what's coming. So I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about the new segment that I announced last week called Hey Help. In Hey Help, I'm going to be taking you guys' questions. I'm not sure of the format yet, but we're going to be discussing and talking about anything that you guys like. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna have it in the middle, if I'm gonna start with it, but you guys can simply email me at think at runonthoughts.com, and the subject is, hey help, and in hey help, you just simply ask me anything that you want and I will do my best to answer as many questions as I can to the best of my ability. If I am unable to answer a question, I may even share it and tell you guys that I don't have to answer or I don't think that I have a good opinion. Does that make sense? Because not all of us knows everything, but the question that I'm going to share today and this is how we're gonna wrap up today's episode is from a friend and I'm choosing this one because I love her and she knows who she is. She said, when in a relationship is the right time to disclose your financial status? I received a few dozen questions and I'm choosing this one because some of the others require more thought And so when we come back for the next season, I'm going to unpack some of those and maybe do a whole episode called, Hey, Help. So when she asked me this question, I was like, ooh, this is an easy one. But it's not really an easy one, if you know what I'm saying, right? It is a question, when in a relationship is the right time to disclose your financial status? And I thought about this. And I realized that one, you have to decide what type of relationship you're in, right? Is this a casual relationship? Because if it's a casual relationship, I don't think that you ever have to disclose your financial status. But I'm assuming that she's talking about when do you, in a relationship, is the right time to disclose your financial status in a relationship that is a commitment And you want to grow into marriage or a situation where you are going to live together for me i don't think that you disclose your financial status just for the sake of saying how much you make because first of all how much you make has nothing to do with how much you have right because you can make a lot of money but don't know how to save have student debt, don't know how to handle you. You mismanage money, so there's so many things that can be involved with what you make. Someone can make fifty thousand and have more money than someone who makes 150000 hundred and fifty thousand. So it is not just your status that you want to be discussing, right? It is more aligned with the roles money play, Money will play in your relationship because just because you have also doesn't mean that you are a sharer right? Some people can have money and be spenders. Some people can like uh, luxury items and spend all of their money. What if you are thrifty? What if you are a saver? I think along the journey, the process, I think that there are levels to sharing your financial status, right? But I think that you could first with starting discussing your financial behaviors, right? That is more important to me. What is important to you? Are you a saver, right? Do you want to own a home? Do you, how do you pay your bills? Do you pay your bills on time? And what is your credit like? Not because of the credit score, but to find out if you pay your bills on time, to find out how you feel about investing or investments, right? Your financial behaviors, your financial health is important. The status is irrelevant because you can still be unequally yoked. So for me, I think that once you decide that you want to be with this person long term and you're finances are going to be commingling, and you are starting to have those other discussions to decide if this relationship is a go right because the first part of a relationship is simply dating is getting to know someone just to see if I like your energy but then there all this other work and every time you have a discussion or realize something with a partner you are realizing that you get to say yes or no Stop. And a discussion about finances is one of those because money is one of the biggest deal breakers in a relationship. And many people get divorced due in part to finances. And it's not just what you make, it's how you want to pay the bills. It's who's going to be the leader of the household. Are you going to be a stay at home wife? Are you going to be a stay at home husband? Do you want your children to go to private school or public school? Do you want a home? How do you pay the bills? Grocery shopping. It seems silly, but all of these things matter. Do you people want to live in darkness and be cheap because they don't want to turn on the lights? All of these things are your financial behaviors. Like telling someone that I make $120,000 a year. So what? So what? So what? If I spend all the money on shoes or pocketbooks, right? So what? If you, if you, if you don't have to pay many bills, right? Because that's another thing too. You can make a little bit of money and if you say you inherited your mama's house and you don't have to pay a mortgage, you really make enough. You really make the same as a person who makes $150,000 and have to pay $3,000 a month rent. There's levels to this shit. There's levels to all of it. So the term for me, financial status, is irrelevant, right? You shouldn't feel big or small because of how much or how little, right? Everything adds to the pot. It's just how. How are you going to add to the pot? Does that make sense? So I hope I answer this question. You answer this question about financial status or financial behaviors, when you are thinking about the long-term part of being in a relationship, whether or not you want to live together and or get married, when your money is going to be commingled is when you start to discuss your financial behaviors. I'm tired of talking to you guys. See you next season. Bye.